0: Today on Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach.
1: God warns us here that grumbling against one another puts us in danger. Grumbling against other Christians actually puts us in danger. You might want to take a walk. It's you I'm complaining about. The Bible says this is dangerous stuff. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door.
0: Wow. In today's teaching with Pastor Robert, we'll hear Jesus' perspective on grumbling about other believers. According to the Bible, grumbling about another person's failings can be a very dangerous thing because we will stand before God and give an account for every deed and idle word we use to make judgments about others. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you, our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. But first, Here's Pastor Robert in the book of James, chapter 5, verse 9, with today's study.
1: I'm forever grateful to my mentor, Michael Berg, reminded us almost 30 years ago that truth is still true, even though you and I are incapable of fully and completely and perfectly living it out. Now, what that means for me as a Bible teacher is that I have an obligation to teach it even if I'm not measuring up to it. Can you see that? I mean, if I decided that I'm only gonna teach you those things that I'm really perfectly living up to, I'd have a very narrow list of things to talk about. Can you see that? Because in reality, man, we're all human. Only Jesus is perfect. The Word of God is absolutely perfect and, and true. And if I intend to teach the whole counsel of Scripture, Well, then there will be times when my life won't be the best example of the principles which I present to you from the Word of God. There will be times, like today, when the passage I have a responsibility to teach stings me before it stings you. You see that? When I'm convicted by the message of scripture now listen i was thinking about this i was like man lord why didn't you time this so that it fell on father's day that's a perfect father's day message you know and on those occasions when you dads set a bad example for your children own up to it acknowledge it just admit it ask them to forgive you you know i was thinking about that this week you know that we need to teach our children humility and that that's that's one of the ways that we do it one of the ways we train our children to humility, you know, being honest about who they are, being, being real about who they are is, well, we do that in front of them. We admit our mistakes. We acknowledge our mistakes. And we help our children to learn from our mistakes. There are three magic words in the English language, in my opinion. Those three magic words are, please forgive me. Please forgive me. We don't use them very often. Instead, what we often do, I find anyway, most of us just say something like, oh, I'm sorry. And then what's the normal response to that? People usually say something like, Oh, don't worry about it. That's okay, right? So in the process, we're minimizing what just occurred. We do that with our children. We taught our kids early on, and it was something just but again, because of my mentor talking to us about these things. He said, guys, don't minimize sin. Don't minimize sin. When you sin, acknowledge it and ask for forgiveness. Do it just like that. Please forgive me for this or that. And then the the appropriate response to that is, I forgive you. Not, ah, don't worry about it. Ah, it's okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. And if we will start doing that with each other, what what you find is that you end up with closure. You end up with, with the opportunity now to restore and move forward. You, can you see that? Because, I mean, really and truly, a lot of times, we don't we battle with it a little bit? I, maybe I'm just talking for myself here, but I don't think so. I'm sorry. Oh, don't worry about it. But I am kind of worried about it. That's why I said I'm sorry, and I don't feel like we really resolved anything just then. I'm, just, I'm not completely sure that you're sincere when you told me don't worry about it and you you see what I mean and we got all this stuff going on whereas if we actually deal with this with the gravity it deserves I sinned against you please forgive me I forgive you okay now we're done now we can move on unless we're both hypocrites and then now we have a whole other issue to, to deal with right but if we're people of integrity and we actually do it that way, then we can bring things to a conclusion and, and we can have restoration and we can have reconciliation in relationships and we can move forward and we can grow. And that's, that's what it's all about. And with our children particularly, men, if we model this kind of thing in front of them, son, I'm sorry I snapped at you. Please forgive me. It was wrong. What does that do with our children? What a great example to set for our sons. Be a man. Admit you messed up. Be a man. Call that what it was. You see what I mean? And with our daughters, you know, like Ken Graves emphasized to us a couple of weeks ago, start emphasizing character instead of appearance. And actually train into our children humility Transparency, Because, I mean, think about it. If you don't, you know, if you blow it in front of your kids and, and, and in your pride you make excuses for it and you pretend it didn't happen, you justify it or, or you just blow right past it or whatever, now you've set two bad examples for you, for your child. You're training them to make excuses. You're training them toward pride. And you're training them that whatever stupid thing you did that now you're covering up, that was okay. You see what I mean? You're training them to do that same dumb thing that you do and you're training them to act in pride, make excuses for it, rationalize their behavior, justify it, and just kind of pretend it never happened. No, that's not what we want. Is that what we want for our kids? That's not what we want. That's not the example that we want for our children. And so we need to be careful that that's not the example that we set. James chapter 5, verse 9, by the way, that was free, that was a sermonette, now we get to the sermon. James chapter 5, verse 9 says, do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure." You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. Now, for those of you who are taking notes, I'm going to give you three observations from this passage. The first one is that God warns us here that grumbling against one another puts us in danger. Grumbling against other Christians actually puts us in danger. You might want to take a walk. It's you I'm complaining about. The Bible says this is dangerous, dangerous stuff. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. Wow. Jesus himself spoke on this subject in Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. He taught us, judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye but do not consider the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye? And look, a, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye. Then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Now there are two sub points that we need to notice from what Jesus said right there. First, if you're merciful in your evaluation of other people, if you're merciful in your, in your judgment, so to speak, of other people, then Jesus said that God will show you mercy. But he's, if you're harsh and you're strict and demanding that others behave according to a stringent rule of conduct, which you've established, Jesus said, well, then God is going to use your standard of conduct in evaluating your life. On judgment day and it's a reminder by the way that Christians also have a judgment day it's a different judgment day the Bible says that those who have rejected Christ will be eternally condemned separated from God forever because that's what they've chosen chosen to, to live on their own terms so on judgment day they'll be separated forever to be allowed to continue doing that. That's the judgment. But the white throne judgment, you know, when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, each of us as Christians says we're going to be rewarded according to the way we've lived our lives. And many of us as Christians think about that only as, you know, like Christmas morning, where you, you get all the, all the goodies get doled out, but there's more to it than that. I heard one pastor do a message on it one time and he said, you know, there's a reason that the Bible says he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There may be a lot of crying done by Christians on Judgment Day. There's a lot we don't know. What we do know is that the Bible says that Christians are going to answer for every idle word, that you and I are going to give an account for every deed done while in the flesh. No, we're not talking about heaven and hell. I mean, we're part of the family. We're going to get to go home with Daddy at the end of the day, so to speak. But you may get a spanking on the way there.
0: Thanks for joining us for this edition of Main Thing Radio with our pastor and teacher, Robert Fountain. As many of you know, Pastor Robert has been blessed with a wife, Elizabeth, that loves God and longs to know Him more. So much so, the Father has led Elizabeth to write a passionate 30-day journey through the book of Song of Solomon. Her book, Come Fill the Gap, is available on Amazon right now. And we'd like to extend a special offer to Main Thing Radio listeners. For anyone who feels led to do so, your gift of $15 or more will secure a copy of Elizabeth Fountain's book, Come Fill the Gap. You can make a secure donation by visiting mainthingradio.com. We've provided a secure way to give via PayPal right on the homepage. Again, anyone who supports Main Thing Radio with a gift of $15 or more will receive a personal copy of Come Fill the Gap, a 30-day journey through the book of Song of Solomon. Now, we also want to encourage you to join us each Friday as we share a special edition of Main Thing Radio, with Pastor Robert and his wife, Elizabeth. Each Friday, Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will tackle issues that we face as Christians from a married perspective. And don't forget to join us again, same time, same place, as Pastor Robert continues through the book of James, right here on Main Thing Radio.